If you got your Bibles with you, uh, go to Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16. We'll be there <clears throat> just a little bit. <clears throat> but I do have some announcements here. Uh, the first, very first thing is we need uh, a, a man, a volunteer. It's uh, Gary Poole's not going to be able to be at the care center in the morning. That's and uh, we're looking. For, we need a man volunteer to be there in the morning so the ladies can open up. So if anyone's available to do that, let the office know or let Brother Gary know that that you can do that in uh, tomorrow. And that's from nine to twelve tomorrow. I, I'm, I think I'm right. So if you can help out there, uh, just, just let us know. Keep in mind that this coming Sunday, uh, after the service, they'll be ganging up and having a family day at the uh, Heritage Park, and that will begin at 1 o'clock. The church is providing a fried chicken meal, and if you, you would bring some desserts, I think they got a sign-up sheet if you can bring desserts. And so uh, do that, and... Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking. Uh, I'm. I'm going to have a good time, whether the youngins do or not. How's that? Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Also, have the the Day of Hope coming April the first. Uh, need volunteers. There's a sign-up sheet. I know on that, and uh, Brother Thomas Candy can give you any information on that. But just need. Uh, it takes a lot of people to make it happen. So if you can help out there, just uh, sign up and, and check with him. Life Action, mark your calendar for a whole week of April 30th through the May the 7th. You will uh, just encourage you to be here because yeah, that will be good. I, I, I'm, a, I'm just almost guarantee you that you will be glad that you were part of that. Um, vacation Bible School coming in early this year, June the 5th. So uh, sign up for that and going to need a lot of help there. And uh, the care center, uh, if you can help, please please be there. The men's prayer will be praying at Brother Tommy Dale's house this coming Sunday morning at 7.30. And then April 1st will be the next buddy break. So keep those things in mind. And uh, something popping and carrying on. Now let's see what we can do. It's all right. If it'll quit. There we go. All right, y'all got your Bible. Y'all found uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16. If you will, we'll stand in honor of reading God's Word and uh, <clears throat> start with verse 1. <clears throat> it says, Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go, and I'm sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I'll show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem, and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? They knew something was up when this old man, Samuel, the prophet, the man, showed up in that little town of Bethlehem. They, and they didn't know exactly what was coming down. It says, and he said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. And so it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. He just knew that was the man. 
verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen. Father, thank you for your word, and I just pray for myself right now. That you will use me, Lord, to uh, help us, Lord, just to bring this, your word out. And uh, God, I just pray that it will uh, help us and keep us focused on you the way that we should be. So, Father, I just, uh, I just say, Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place just to begin to move and work and stir in our lives. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. This particular story here is uh, that the first king of Israel, uh, Saul, has turned out to be a disaster. And uh, the Lord says, I've refused Saul. I'm, I've got my own man, a man after my own heart. And we all know uh, that that was the shepherd boy, David. This is the account of how Samuel went there to anoint. Uh, he did not know who he was going to anoint. But he was going to anoint one of Jesse's sons, and, and uh, apparently he had eight, I guess, because seven of them came by, and he refused them all. And finally they said, well, the one out there watching the sheep was David, and he came. And, and that's who the Lord told him, that that's who I want. He's, he's the man. He's the one. And tonight as I read, read this, and just kind of give you a little background of what was going on there what, what uh, really caught my attention is, is just the verse 7, and that's what I'll look at tonight, is the verse 7 about um, what, what, what the Lord uh, told Samuel when he saw the first guy, and, and he thought, well, you know, this has got, this, this has got to be him. So uh, there's three things that I really want to look at in, this, in, this, in that one, this one verse. But let's go there and begin to look. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. First thing that I'm going to look at here is the fact that the Lord told Samuel to not look at the outward appearance. And I think that's good, good advice across the board for anyone, especially for Christian folks. And uh, it's to not look at the outward appearance. Now, as we... Because it's dangerous. For, I mean, it, it, it really is. And we'll look at that just just a minute here. But it, it, it's dangerous to do that. And when I say just not to look at the outward appearance, I'm not saying that necessarily that the out, outward appearance doesn't, doesn't matter to some degree. But uh, that, that you have to be balanced on that thing. And uh, that's not the... And, and I said, you know, just don't make judgments based solely on outward appearance when you you know you make 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 trying to make a decision or something like that you know to that you look at the the outward appearance and uh thing about it is is that so many times we we do that it's the outward appearance that a lot of times speak to us uh it's the outward appearance sometimes that has a a church really uh, wrapped up in a uh, a pastor for some reason others just uh, the outward and, 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 then, and then eventually they find out that well it's not really what it looked like so I'm saying so the outward appearance it's important that you don't base everything on, on outward appearance and as I got to thinking about that and, 
just life, man, just life, and how well that, that would work, you know, if we, uh, we did not do that and realize the danger in it. And I got to thinking, and, you know, sometimes I, I, I question my own thinking. And, uh, but <laughs> back in 1968, in April of 1968, there was a song came out that had been recorded in Muscle Shoals, Alabama by a black fella named Percy Sledge. Oh, I got some grunts out of that. How many has heard of Percy Sledge? How many can sing like Percy Sledge? Well, if you could, I'd let you cut loose tonight because he was really, really good. But in April is when they come out with a song entitled, Take Time to Know Her. You remember, y'all remember that song? Take, oh, I'm not even, I don't even, I ain't gonna mess it up. I ain't gonna mess it up. Boy, I, I, it's just, it was just really good. But hey, let, me, let me give you a little, a little shot of it. I'm gonna give you the whole thing, but just part of it. It says in this beginning of the song, I found a woman, I felt a true love. She was everything I'd ever been dreaming of. You ever been there? But she was bad, and I didn't know it. Her pretty smile never did show it. All I knew is what I could see. What's he, what's he basing this thing on? Appearance. Appearance. Her, whatever it was, I, you know, whatever it was about her, she was everything you'd been dreaming of. All I knew was what I could see, and I knew I wanted her for me. And I took her home to Mama, because Mama wanted to see my future bride. And Mama looked at us both, and she called me to her side. And she said, take time to know her. It's not an overnight thing. Take time to know her. Please don't rush into this thing. Well, I'll tell you the ending of the song is that he didn't listen to Mama. And he wishes that he had. Because the outward appearance don't mean a whole lot. Okay? It don't mean a whole lot. I kind of think Mama knew that. And that's what she told him. And I, you know, so I, I realized that good advice is don't look, at them, don't look on the outward appearance. I, how many people do you think in this world has made that mistake right there? Mm-mm-mm. Wow, that is so true. But as I was thinking about that, another thing popped in my mind. And, uh, you know, when I when we used to have the VIPs at the house and watching the old Andy Griffith shows, there was a natural good one with Barney Fife and he was buying him a, a car. He had $300 
in his savings account and he told Andy he had done took it all out and he was fixing to buy him a new car or a used car with that $300 and Andy would try to talk to him a little bit but anyhow he got to looking and he found a car for sale and it was a little old woman, little granny, little sweet granny and in the, in the ad it says the car ain't been drove nowhere but back into the church. <laughs> Boy, I can see it just good as anything. When that old woman drove that car up into that driveway, oh, 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 Barney just, it was all over. See, the outward appearance had already got him. It didn't matter. <clears throat> I think somewhere later on in the show, the woman said, you know, I got $300 from the biggest sucker in the world. But it was because he made the mistake of the outward appearance. He sold the farm on the outward appearance. And uh, it's just good advice not to do that. As a matter of fact, you know, I got wrote down here. I got Percy Sledge wrote down, and then I got Barney Fife wrote down. Then the next name I got wrote down is Eddie Griffiths. Because Eddie Griffiths took $300 out of his savings account one time. And what I bought with that set $300 off Craigslist wound up in a dumpster. It looked good on the outside. It looked real good. As a matter, It was an oven, a wall oven, confection oven. And I wanted one, but I didn't want to pay for a new one. But I found it, and it looked like to me it was good. And when I even got it, it looked, man, that thing looks good. It's real good. As a matter of fact, I believe I'd have used the thing, but Tonda wouldn't. And she went through it and broke it down and tore it down. And she said, this thing is a nasty mess here. This, this ain't nothing like what that guy said. He has pulled our leg. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying, wow, well, let's just give it a shot. Try it. No, sir. So anyhow, I threw $300 in the dumpster, and uh, we still ain't got an oven yet, but we're going to get one. We got a little one. We got a little one. Yeah. Why? What was it? Well, it <clears throat> she said it was rat infested. I never saw one you, uh, of the rat. I never, I never saw a rat. I never saw a rat. I didn't see a rat. I believe it would have, I believe it would have cooked good. <laughs> and besides, <laughs> what's that though? <laughs> no, I ain't. No, I know I ain't. I didn't win it back then. I ain't going to win it tonight. That's for sure. But that's just examples of, uh, it's good advice to realize that outward appearance can really be false and not be what it, they look like. So he's saying, uh, <clears throat> he's telling Samuel, don't do that because as a matter of fact, Samuel already had. Am I right? Yeah. That's the man. It's got to be him. And he's looking at the outward appearance. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing if you use outward appearance, what you're looking at, you know, for and you see it. 
You've heard the old saying that you can't judge a book by its cover. In other words, uh, you know, you, it might not look, the outside of it might not look good. From the outward appearance, it may not look good. But it may be really good on the inside. And I'm thinking that's, that's good. That's, that, that's good. Just don't base it all on, on, on outward appearance. David's appearance now, David's appearance would have caused him to be passed over. If they, you were, if they were just based on appearance. And that is something to me that, that we need to stop and think. I'm, I know myself, I have, based, I have made judgments and based my thoughts about somebody pretty quickly based on nothing but other than what they look like. Have y'all have already done that? It's just not right to do that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying being dumb or stupid or unwise or anything like that. But you've got to realize that it, it may not be exactly what it looks like. Okay? And to make those, those quick judgments. That, had, they, had they just judged David by what he looked like, they said, well, that, it's not him. You know? And that's the reason that it's so important that like Samuel, you let the Lord lead you. When you, you know, if I would have just stopped and asked the Lord about this oven, I'd have probably come out a whole lot better. Yep. I don't know if Tonda told me not to do it or what. I can't remember that far back, but if you just let the Lord guide, you know, and, and I'm thinking about, <clears throat> uh, you know, had they passed over him, had, had they let the outward appearance be the deciding factor, they'd have pushed David right on down the road, and Israel would not have had their greatest king ever. Okay? So, because that, you know, the old song, I love it, whenever. When some folks uh, see a shepherd boy, God could see a king. And he knew. He knew what he had. Because God can do that. I can't, but God can. And so, uh, and, and, and another thing is I think about that, and I don't know if y'all have ever done this or not, but I tell you what, they, you can go to YouTube and find a lot of stuff. But if you ever go on there and look sometime at homeless people, you can, it, it will, sometimes it will blow your mind some of the best musicians you've ever heard was people that looked awful. You'd never dream, you'd never dream. You, you'd think they, 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 they would know, and, they, and it's just amazing who they are, what they are, the giftings that they have. You'd never, you'd never know, I don't know why they're there, or whatever the, the things are, but I can tell you one thing, by just looking at them, you'd sure misjudge them on a whole bunch of stuff that they probably have within them. God-given abilities that maybe they haven't used it the way they should, but it's there. See, folks, everybody has a creator. God created everybody. All those that make horrible mistakes, God created them. I believe God loves them. I don't understand how it all plays out and works out because I ain't God, but I believe God loves them. I believe he loves everyone. I really do. I really do. And, and so it, it behooves me to, to try to see folks through the eyes of the Lord. And that's what Samuel's doing here. He's, looking, he's trying to look through the eyes of the Lord, which he does. But one other thing here is that <clears throat> as you look at this and talk about it being dangerous, 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 9, verses 1 and 2, they've already made this mistake. See, they've made this mistake before. Look, 1 Samuel 9, 1 and 2 says, There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of 
uh, Abiel, the son of Zeror, of the Becherath, son of Becherath, son of Aphiah, and uh, he was a Benjamite, a man of wealth, this man Kish. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a handsome young man. There was not a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. From the outward appearance, there was no doubt in anyone's mind, there's the man who needs to be king. And it was a disaster. It was a disaster. So it's good advice whenever he says, do not look at the appearance or at his physical stature. You let, let the Lord guide on things. There's, there's times when you just you give it to the Lord. You let him lead and, 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 not, and not come to those quick decisions that we can do. And we, and we can do that. The second thing that I want to look at in that verse is once he says this, he says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I've refused him. Then he says, for the Lord does not see as man sees. The Lord's not looking at what, how man's looking. He doesn't see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance. How about that? He says, don't look at his outward appearance, but it also says in that verse, but that's what men do. That's what men do. And do y'all do agree with that? That's what we do. We look at the outward appearance. Because for one thing, we can't do what God does, so we look at the outward appearance. And sometimes the outward appearance is, boy, that, that makes all the difference in the world. And I, you know, I mean, that's, that's, what, that's, that's, that's who we are. It's just natural. That, number, that first thing that I put is dangerous. It's, it's dangerous, but it's also that's just the natural thing that we do is look at, look at the outward. Now, when we think about that, that men are, we're naturally drawn to the outward appearance. I'll give you an example of, of how that works. For one thing about it, I can assure you this, the world knows that that's true. The world knows that that's true. That's our, our nature. But if you look at, just take a look at me, and you will realize that, that I probably will let, never be used for an advertisement for exercise equipment. <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Could you see me up there telling everybody this thing, boy, this is a good thing? Yeah. Why, why would that not work? Does the outward appearance have anything to do with that? Well, it sure does. See, buddy, well, evidently you don't use it very much. How do you know what it can do? Y'all seen that. And the next thing, you know, I thought about, you know, how many, just to help you, just think about it, how many of those those exercise machines have sold simply by the appearance of the spokesman. Do you know what I mean? 
because the outward appearance. You ain't looking at the machine. You're looking at that ripped fella with them six-pack abs and a big old bulked-up arms and just man. And you, you say, man, I need to get one of them. You know? But you're, that's all based on, that's all based on the, the, outward, the outward appearance because that, that's what appeals to us. That's what appeals to us is the outward appearance. And uh, I tell you what, there's been a many, many of them things that wound up in the yard sale. I tell you what, if you want one, just go to the yard sale because it won't be long and they'll be in that yard sale. They, people find out, man, that thing, you got to work. <laughs> you know, if you're going to do anything with that. But I tell you what, you make it look good you put the right spokesman out there and you can sell them because it's just natural for people to, to go with what looks good to them, you know? But uh, also, when I think about it, I, I can throw this out as an example of the, the, the outward, and we know what it does, and you know, that it means something. But it's just like, the, <laughs> like Barney's car, you know, the, the, it looked good. But the doggone thing had sawdust in the transmission, and the steering wheel come off, and all kinds of stuff happened to it, you know. But let me ask you this: If you decided you were going to sell your automobile, your personal automobile, and you decided, I think I'll just sell it myself instead of trading it in, would you just set it out there and put a sign on it? and it dirty as it could be, and about that deep in dirt and trash in the floorboard, and you just pull it, or would you, and, and you just, is that how you would do it? Now why is that? Why would you clean it all up? Because outward appearance matters to people. That thing might be just about wore slam out, but you're gonna fix it up and try to make it look good. You're going to try to make it look good because outward appearance just naturally matters to people. What it looks like. It looks good. That's, a, that's, that's just natural for us, but it is, it is dangerous. And I, see, and I mentioned to you that the world knows that, 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 that's the, that we're suckers like that because <clears throat> if you watch TV much at all, you're going to find some kind of an advertisement that displays, says the party life is portrayed as the good life. It's the party life. The drinking and the parties and all. Boy, they, it just, they just show it. They make, just make it look, just, this is just wonderful people, good, beautiful people, they're having fun, just doing, it's just great. To have, the party life is the way to go. You need to get into this, this drinking and uh, all of that stuff. And make it look good. And how many, especially young people, are drawn into going there because they love what it looks like and the way it's portrayed. The outward appearance of it. Man, that's good. They'd never show you the abuse that comes from alcoholism. Never show you that. The end of it, not going to do that. Because it's the appearance. It's appearance. That matters to us. So they make it look good. 
Make it look like this is the, this is the end thing to do. Man, you want to be with the end crowd? This is it. Try this. All of that kind of stuff. Let's put in there. Don't, don't allow Satan to paint a disaster as being desirable. And that's what it is. But if you can paint it to look good on the, outward, on the outside, people will, they will, go, they will, they will fall forward. So I, as, I, as I looked at that, those two things, first thing, it's dangerous to do it, don't do it, but to realize that it's natural for us to do it. So it's natural for us to make these kind of mistakes. But then the last thing that I want to look at is uh, though a man, you know, he doesn't look, God does, the Lord does not uh, see as a man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Because that's what matters. With individual people, I don't care who you are. doesn't matter who you are at all, what you look like, anything. What's important is what's in the heart. The heart. It doesn't matter what you do. You can do all kinds of, you can do all kinds of things and your heart not be right at all. Now, as I think, as I, as I say that, my mind just kind of clicked into a, <clears throat> something some of you may have, may have seen uh, here lately on the, the local news about a young boy that was picked up in the night, back in the 90s, somewhere out of Callahan, and was dismembered. And they found part of his body in Lake City, over in, at Lake City, in, uh, at I-10 and 441 there, many years ago. And they have broke that case. And with DNA and all and found out who it is that did that. And come to find out it was a counselor who had been a youth, worked with youth at a church. On the, out, on the outside, probably he looked like most anybody else around that church. I don't know. I'm just saying that's that's, that's the importance of realizing the outward doesn't, doesn't say it all. We should look. We should look at the fruit and let the Spirit of God speak to us and lead us on, 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 on a lot of these issues. But it's, it's, it, you just need to know that and understand that the outward, it can, it can really be way off base from what is really in the heart. That's why it's so important to realize that only God knows the heart. Therefore, to let him, let him try our best to let him lead and guide us on, 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 on issues of judgments and things of that nature. But I just, I just as, I, as I wrote down, the, the, the Lord looks at the heart. <clears throat> the scripture here, and, the, and there's a lot of stuff in the Bible about this, but here's something that, that I, that I like here, this is from the uh, Holman Christian Bible. It says, all a man's ways seem right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the motives. The Lord weighs the motives. That's for me. Folks, I can stand right here and preach for the wrong motive, the wrong reason. That, you know, it, I need, and, 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 and need to understand this and, and, and realize that, that, and, and for a pastor, for sure, to check your heart. Check your heart. Why are you doing 
what you're doing. That's so important. Because of the fact is, God already knows. Nothing's hidden from Him. He already knows that. But it's, it behooves me to examine my own heart to see what, if, what's there. You know, to, just like the psalmist David, you know, search my heart, try me, you know, to see what's in me, Lord. Let me, if it's there, if, it's, if there's something there that I don't see, show it to me. Because it is so important because it's the heart that matters. Psalms 21, 2. <clears throat> This is English Standard Version. says, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. The heart. That's what he looks at. And then Jeremiah 17, 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart, and I test the mind to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. I know the heart. Okay? And there's the rewards that God gets is based on the heart. If the heart's right, <laughs> you, don't, you don't get rewarded for the things that you're doing just because you're in church doing something if the heart ain't right. See, the, the important is the heart. It's not the outward appearance. It's not, that, that's very dangerous. It's the heart. And only God knows the heart. That's the reason it's so important. Whenever I pray, and I pray that God, you, you lead this church. You lead Brother Johnny. You lead pastors and lead. You lead them. Let them, because he knows. He knows. You know, and, and I thank God that he does. And so many times, God answers that prayer. If we just stop and look, that God is moving and working, and just it, it's just really, really amazing. I, I, I think about, I think about that and praying for that. And, 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 I, and I, I think about last week in Honduras and the things that happened in Honduras. But God already knew all of that. And I thank God that he had people in place that needed to be there for that time to handle the things and be there with Tommy and, and, and things like that. It's just that is, is, is God knows everything that's going on. And, and I believe, like I say, he knows hearts. He knows what's going on there. He's there. And he's there and he's working there. And I th that's, it's things like that that you, we, we won't stop and even think about. But God is answering prayer and doing things in our lives. In our lives. And, I think, and I'm so thankful that he knows, he knows hearts. And in Luke 16, Luke 16, verses 14 and 15. And I wanna, I'm going to read two different versions on this, but I, 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 I really like this. This is where Jesus had been talking about uh, money and things, but then he, he just peels off and goes talking about the Pharisees. And he says, the Pharisees who were lovers of money heard the, all these things and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. You know, it's the, the, the Pharisees that, that wanted to to, when they gave alms, blow the trumpet to see, you know. When they prayed to make long, loud prayers in the synagogue, to be seen of men. Because what mattered to them was the outward appearance. I want to look good. I want to look, look spiritual. I want to look like everybody else around the church. And I, even if my heart ain't right, I'm going to try to, I'm going to, try to do that because, because what they're looking at is the outward. They're just looking at the outward. 
And he said, and he's telling, but but I know your hearts. <clears throat> and not only that, for what is exalted among men, what men think, what men's looking at and think, boy, is that something? Is an abomination in the sight of God. What you when you're looking at somebody and you're saying, boy, that's great. God's knowing the heart and saying, no, huh? Ain't close. The, the other translation, the Holman on that, says the Pharisees were, were the, who were lovers of money were listening to all these things and they scoffed him. And he told them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the sight of others, but God knows your heart for what, what is highly admired by people is revolting in the sight of God. So we need to be careful what we're looking at and we're, we're, we're throwing accolades on because it may not be the thing to do. To, that's just a, it's just amazing to me and I'm so thankful that God knows the heart. He knows our heart. He knows my heart. He knows when we're honest. He knows when, I mean, he knows us. He knows we're, what we're capable of making mistakes or doing things, whatever. But he knows when we're honest and we can bow before him and, and pray and cry out to him, ask forgiveness. What he's, he's there because he knows the heart. But he knows whenever we're walking high-minded, that we're somebody, thinking we're somebody, like looking down on the poor publican over there who's saying, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, and I'm looking at myself as the great things that I do for the Lord. And you know, it's just, it's just truth is what it is. But here's a, here's a sad example, a sad example in the Bible of, of outward appearance and what's going on in the heart. And that's in Acts, Acts chapter 5. And I'll read it to you, Acts chapter 5, verse 1 and 5. Listen to it. But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and they kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. What had been going on here? There's a spirit of God was moving on people. They were selling all their possessions, bringing it all and giving it to the the apostles and they were just living, and the apostles were taking care of everybody. But there were people all over the church at the beginning of the church. That's what they were doing. They were doing that. And God was working and God was moving. So here, these folks, they sell theirs. The only thing is, is that they kept back a little bit of it and just brought part of it. But they wanted the outward appearance to be like everybody else. I want to look like all these here. I want to look like these spiritual people here. So I'm going to act like them. And Peter said, And that's why Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land. While it remained, was it not, not yours? You could do whatever you wanted to. You could, best thing you could have done, and that's walked in here and said, you know, here's $25,000 here, but I, 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 I sold it for 30 and I'm keeping five up for myself, but here y'all can go gladly, you can have this 25. Been a whole lot better done that than to go in there and act like I'm all pious. I'm doing like everybody else. But God knows the heart. That matters. It matters. God knows the heart. He said, you could have done whatever after it was sold. Was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but you lied unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all of them that heard these things. At the beginning of the church... In the early church, at that beginning, wow, that, would, that, that had to be powerful. 
that had to speak loudly, loudly to the early church that it's the heart, it's the heart that matters. And uh, the Lord knows the heart. The Lord knows the Holy Spirit allowed Peter to know. And uh, that's a sad example. But uh, this last thing I want to look at, though, is here's, here's, here's an example or from 1 Peter 3 that I really like. It's a great, it's an outward, inward, talking about the outward and the inward example. 1 Peter 3 says, do not, and this, now this is focused at women on the outer, okay, but it, the principle works across the board. Do not let your adorning be external. This is ESV. The braiding of the hair, the wearing of gold, or the putting on of, of clothing. Now, you know, when you read that, he, he's, not, he's not telling men, women not to wear gold or to, not to braid their hair. And he certainly ain't telling them don't put on no clothes. Hey, But don't let the outer appearance, the external, be what's important. That, that's, that's the important thing. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which in God's sight is very precious. God knows what's in our hearts. So it's for me to ask the question, does what God see in my heart, is it precious to him? Is it precious to him? Or, Or is what I'm doing trying to be something I'm not or somebody I'm not or to look like somebody else or... To, to play the game or whatever. Folks, it's, coming to church, ain't, it, ain't, it's, it ain't just a game. Coming to church, it's coming to worship a living God who provided you a Savior in Jesus Christ who means the world to you. And that's the reason you come and you're thankful that there's like-minded people with you who know the same thing, that they know this Savior. You know this Savior. But it's sad to know that they, they can be people that just kind of can kind of come in and kind of look like. And the reason I say that is because to me, I mean, I'm saying it because I love you and I want you to, to know that, you, you know, you don't, need, you don't need to stay there. You need to get it right, get the heart right with God. I don't know where you stand, but, but you know, you, you know that. I believe you know that, and I believe the Lord can reveal that to you. But it's so important, it's so important that the heart, that your heart's right. And that's what this, that one verse is that the outward appearance is dangerous. But it's also natural for us to look at that and be pulled and drawn to the outer appearance. But it goes deeper with God's people. The true believers, it's a heart thing, what's in, in the heart. And that's the reason, Tony, you can ease up. But that's the reason that I close, that I close with this, this verse out of Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, where it says, uh, uh, Lean not unto your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him, 
and he will direct your path. There's times when we have to make, we make decisions or make judgments or things like that. Let us realize how, how smart it is to go to one who knows the heart of the matter and get his guidance, get his blessing, get his answers to kind of guide us on things. And that's, it saves us from making a lot of mistakes just like this. The children of Israel, what really looked good was a man that was way taller and bigger and nicer looking than anybody else. That was a disaster. But what didn't look like much was a little old shepherd boy. And that's where our Lord Jesus Christ came from him. Through that lineage. That's powerful. That's powerful. Let's stand tonight, if you will. We close. Thank God. Thank God he knows hearts. He knows our heart. I thank God that he'll touch me and show me things in my heart that I need need to deal with. I thank him for that.